Hands of My Podcast is a proud member of DarkCast Network, presenting the brightest of indie podcasts. Are you looking for your next true crime podcast? Do you crave stories that have mystery and suspense? Well, look no further. Introducing Love and Murder, the podcast that dives deep into the world of relationships gone horribly wrong. Every week, I take you on a journey through the dark side of love, where passion turns into obsession, family becomes enemies, and romance turns to murder. So why should you listen to Love and Murder? Because this is not just another true crime podcast where your partners in crime, your storytellers, and your weekly dose of suspenseful entertainment. So what are you waiting for? Join the Lamb community, www.murderandlove.com. That's Love and Murder backwards, murderandlove.com. See you soon. Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, black indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. Hello, my homekins. Have you heard these names? Natalie Holloway? Gabby Petito, Madeline McCain, Eden Patz, Brittany Drexel, National News, yes. How about these names? Kai Baines, Zaire Boyd, Teya de la Fuente, Luis and Mariel Encarnacion. Not unless you are a family or friend of the lost loved ones. Not unless you are a podcaster who did their research to bring awareness to these black and brown Californian youth. Not unless you're an organization like the Black and Missing Foundation. In a groundbreaking move, California is taking a proactive step towards protecting its black youth with the implementation of the Ebony Alert. Legislation on January 1st of 2024, with black individuals comprising only 13% of the U.S. population, it is shocking to learn that nearly 40% of missing persons in the country are persons of color. According to the Black and Missing Foundation, this new law established an emergency alert system similar to the well-known Silver Alert and Amber Alert, specifically designed to locate missing Black youth between the ages of 12 and 25. For those unfamiliar the Amber Alert was named in honor of Amber Hagerman, a Texas teenager who tragically fell victim to a kidnapping and murder in 1996. However, the term ebony used in this new legislation it has sparked some controversy that it further perpetuates racial stereotypes. It is important to note, however, that the Amber Alert has been successful in rescuing over 1,100 individuals since its establishment, with the majority of them being white. This stark contrast only highlights the necessity for more targeted alert system for Black youth. It is worth mentioning that California already has the Silver Alert in place to locate missing senior citizens, as well as a feather alert system for individuals of all ages in the indigenous community. The implementation of the Ebony Act is a crucial addition to this existing framework, as it recognizes the unique vulnerabilities faced by Black youth 
and the need for more specialized approach to finding them. This is not just a legislative act, but a statement of solidarity and support for the Black community. It's a step towards creating a society where all individuals, regardless of race, are given equal attention and protection. Let us hope that our states follow in California's footsteps and prioritize the safety of their Black youth with similar measures. Now, Senator Stephen Bradford, a Democrat representing the California's 35th Senate District, authored and championed the Ebony Alert Legislation's Bill 673. The bill was actively supported by the California-Hawaii State Conference of the NAACP and was signed into law on October 8th of 2023 by Governor Gavin Newsom. This officially established the Ebony Alert System. Senator Bradford, who is also the chair of the Select Committee on Boys and Men of Color, advocates for policies that improve the lives of young men of color. As stated in the L.A. magazine on the new Ebony Alert legislation, quote, Black women, girls, and Black queer youth are perceived as expendable and disposable, so they don't get the same kind of exposure as white missing victims, end quote. It's important to note that while these individuals play key roles, the bill's passage also involved contributions and support from various lawmakers, advocacy groups, and community members. It was a collaborative effort aimed at addressing the critical issue of missing Black children and Black women. Both Ebony Alerts and Amber Alerts are crucial tools for finding missing children, but they are differ in several key ways. Both are emergency alert systems that aim to locate missing individuals. They use various communication channels such as TV, radio, mobile phone alerts, and social media to broadcast information about the missing person. Amber alerts focus on abducted children under the age of 18 who are believed to be in imminent danger, while Ebony alerts focuses on missing black children and young people between 12 to 25 years old, including those who may be runaways, victims of trafficking, or at risk due to a disability. The eligibility criteria for each type of alert also differ. Amber alerts require specific criteria to be met, while Ebony alerts have a broader eligibility criteria. Additionally, the activation process for these alerts differ as well. Amber alerts are activated by the law enforcement agencies based on specific criteria, while Ebony alerts can be requested by law enforcement or community organizations with final approval from the law enforcement. Information provided in these alerts also varies. The Amber alerts typically include details about the child's appearance and the last known location as well as information about the abductor. While the Ebony Alerts may provide additional information about circumstances surrounding the disappearance and potential risk factors. Overall, Amber Alert is designed for urgent situations where a child is in immediate danger, while Ebony Alert aims to address racial disparities in the missing cases and bring more attention to missing Black children and young people who may not meet traditional Amber Alert criteria. Both Amber Alerts and Ebony Alerts play a crucial role in finding missing children and rely on the public cooperation to be effective. 
understanding the difference between them can help you better interpret the information provided and take appropriate action if you encounter an alert. A missing child is a missing child. This shit is fucking I never heard an Amber Alert and thought to disregard it based on that child race. When will these radicals realize fighting racism with racism is not the, the answer? Amber Alert system discriminated against children of color. I find it interesting how the fight against segregation was so Blatant important racism. to MLK. Yet these liberals have convinced this community that segregation. A state law that, that discriminates by race now. would violate the Civil Rights Act, if not the U.S. Everyone Constitution. Everyone will know what alerts to ignore. What are these people playing at? The Ebony was created to address the issue of missing black children and young people receiving less media coverage and being excluded from the Amber Alerts. While some critics fear it could lead to racial profiling, supporters argue that the benefits of finding missing children outweigh any potential risks. Currently, there are already two existing alert systems in California. Like I mentioned, the Feather Alert for missing Indigenous persons and the Silver Alert for elderly or cognitively impaired individuals. However, despite these systems being successful in locating 90% of missing children over the past two decades, there is still a lack of representation and attention given to missing people of color. Now, in 2022, 214 582 people of color were reported missing, and out of those... 153,374 were under the age of 18. It also mentions that minority children who go missing are often classified as runaways and do not receive the same attention or alerts as their counterparts. This is especially true for young African Americans who may be labeled as prostitutes instead of victims of sex trafficking by law enforcement. The alarming rate of which people of color are disappearing in California and highlights the cases like Ariana Fitz, a young girl who went missing for seven years after her mother was murdered. The organization behind the statement hopes that other states will follow California's example by implementing an ebony alert system to prioritize finding people of color. The goal is to bring a justice and peace to families searching for their loved ones, regardless of race or socioeconomic status. You may be asking, is the Ebony Alert effective? The Ebony Alert system in California has already successfully located a missing teenager. On June 9th, a teenager in Southern California who was missing for days was located after officials issued the state's first ebony alert issued by the California Highway Patrol led to the safe recovery of a missing teen in Los Angeles. The Long Beach Police Department requested an alert for the 17-year-old girl who was found safe and unharmed in the Ontario area after meeting the criteria for an ebony alert. And another ebony alert went out to the community on January 17, 2024. Zaira Boyston is currently missing since January 17, around 1.45 p.m. Zahira is a 16-year-old girl that went missing in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. The LAPD has identified her as a critically missing person, and her family is desperately searching for her. Zahira was last seen near Sepulveda Boulevard 
and Century Boulevard in the Westchester neighborhood around 1.45 p.m. on Wednesday. She is described as a black female with black hair and brown eyes, standing at 5 feet 2 inches tall and weighing around 200 pounds. She was last seen wearing a gray hoodie, black pants, and maybe wearing eyeglasses. According to loved ones, Boyston has a diminished mental capacity, which adds to their concerns for her well-being. Her family has not heard from her since she went missing. We are asking for your help, my dear Homekins. If you have any information on Zaira's whereabouts or if you have seen her recently, please contact LAPD's Pacific Juvenile Detectives at 310-482-6366. The public can also call the LAPD at 1-877-527-3247. Anonymous tips can be provided to the LA Regional Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or online at lacrimestoppers.org. Imagine a world where missing persons are never forgotten. A world where families have support and advocacy they need to find their loved ones. Welcome to National Missing Persons Day on February 3rd, 2024. Join us in San Antonio, Texas, sponsored by Search and Support San Antonio and many, many others, as we unite to raise awareness and support one another. This special day is dedicated to displaying the cases of missing persons, unsolved crime cases, as well as cold cases, keeping their names and stories in the public. Families and attendees will have the opportunity to connect with one another and share the experience to find solace in the community that understands. Hi, my name is Jasmine Castillo, and I will be present in the National Missing Persons Day event, providing on-the-spot podcast interviews, offering support to both the families and the public. I am honored to be part of this event, and I invite you to join me. National Missing Persons Day event is not just about raising awareness. It's about taking action by attending you become an advocate for these families, sharing their stories and helping to bring lost loved ones home. So mark your calendars for February 3rd, 2024, between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Central Standard Time at the American Red Cross, located on 3642 East Houston Street, San Antonio, Texas. Let's honor those who are missing and build a stronger, more compassionate community because every single missing person deserves to be found. For more information, please visit the websites or contact me at 903-883-6103 or email handsofmypodcast at gmail.com. See you there. Do you know who could have benefited from the ebony alert? Kahira Fraze, her unborn child, and her family would have, and many, many, many others. Kahira was raised in Southern California, 
She is the youngest of three siblings and has a close relationship with her brother and sister. According to her mother, Kara, they have been inseparable since childhood. Kahira is known as everyone's best friend within the family. Kara described her as a person who is loved by all and is a best friend for each of them. Describing her daughter, Kara said that Kahira is a loving, kind, and genuine person. She has all the qualities of a great mother. When Kahira found out about her pregnancy, she was both excited and shocked. Kara recalled how her daughter couldn't believe the idea of a baby growing inside of her. Kahira's due date was March 29th of 2023, and she was expecting a baby boy. Kahira Frase, 22 years old from Moreno Valley, was about 35 weeks pregnant when she was reported missing on February 23rd, 2023. She was last seen around 10.39 p.m. in the area of Beaumont Avenue and 1st Street. However, she wasn't put into NamUs until April 21st of 2023. A whole month went by without help from the law enforcement. The search for Kahira continues as she has been missing for almost a year in Beaumont. The Beaumont Police Department has classified her as a critical missing person and is reaching out to the public, friends, family, and acquaintances for any helpful information. According to authorities, Kahira was last seen in a parking lot of Jack in the Box in Beaumont, wearing a black shawl, black hoodie, gray sweatpants, and black slip-on shoes. Samantha Potts, a missing persons advocate with the organization Missing Justice, expressed concern over the circumstances surrounding Kahira's disappearance. Potts stated, quote, She just walks off. The family lets her walk off in that condition on the coldest night. That's very alarming. It's very scary. She needs our help. She needs to be found, end quote. Despite extensive efforts from investigators, including aerial and ground searches, monitoring social media, and distributing missing person flyers, Kahira has yet to be located. Police have also requested surveillance footage and searched through phone records and places she frequented for any leads. According to the surveillance footage, she was spotted behind Bowman High School, heading south. It was reported that her family was informed of her intended direction but they were unable to locate her. However, it seems unlikely that she could have gone past the school's tall fence and she would have found herself in an open field with treacherous terrain, especially in the dark. The area is known to have uneven ground and even a deep ditch, and in the daylight, she would have been easily spotted. If she had continued walking south along a dangerous road that leads down the mountain, this road is notorious for accidents and heavy traffic regardless of the time of day. The location where she went missing is a busy area right off of I-10. To the west is L.A. and to the east is Palm Springs. It is possible that someone picked her up. In a press release, authorities claimed that Kahira's family was not cooperative with detectives and pleaded for more information. However, Kahira's mother, Kara, disputes several facts presented by the police. She stated in a statement to the News Channel 3 
Kahira's family cooperated 100% with Beaumont detectives within their ability to do so. The family made a statement in this article that referenced her mental health. It could be perhaps that the law enforcement was asking questions along that line that the family felt was not necessary or inappropriate and didn't answer. Sometimes it's simply a matter of communication between parties. Thankfully, the Doc Ellis Foundation, which helps minority families of the missing, were working to facilitate a stronger relationship between the family and the law enforcement. The search for Kahira and her unborn child continues. The authorities are urging anyone with information to come forward. As the investigation continues, the community remains hopeful for her safe return. Anyone who has seen or has any information about Kahira Frasse's whereabouts is asked to call 911 or the non-emergency line at 951-769-8500. While Amber Alerts are rare in their effectiveness is unclear, they are even less likely to be used for black children. Delays and confusion often occur when trying to issue an Amber Alert, leaving families of missing children frustrated. For example, King Walker, the grandson of Eugene Bynum Jr. King Walker has been missing since 2015 and did not receive an Amber Alert due to not meeting the criteria. In an article from the USA Today, they identified that they have been analyzing an Amber Alerts as part of the project on disparities in handling cases of missing children. During a six-month period, they followed up with police on every alert issued across the nation to gauge the outcome. They also interviewed families, police, and experts. Amber Alerts are issued for a small percentage of missing children cases in the U.S., with only 254 alerts in 2021, compared to over 337,000 reports. Black children make up a significant portion of both missing child reports and Amber Alerts. However, the effectiveness of these alerts varies by race, with white and Hispanic children benefiting more than black children. And of course, the experts were not sure why. The potential reason why missing children of color may not receive as much attention or urgency in Amber Alerts compared to white children, the bias and fear may play a role with news outlets paying less attention to alerts about children of color and delays occurring due to the distrust for law enforcement. Additionally, people receiving the alerts may be more likely to see white children as victims and scroll by images of black children. The article also mentions that Michigan State Police denied every request for an Amber Alert over a 12-month period, which most requests being classified as runaways or family abductions. The process of requesting and approving Amber Alerts in various states, including Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio, and Michigan. And according to the records gathered by the USA Today, many local requests for Amber Alerts were turned down by state authorities. In Indiana, only 52% of requests were approved over a period of five years. The most common reason for rejections was that the child had already been located before the alert could be activated. Similar patterns were seen in other states such as Wisconsin at a 28% approval rate. In Ohio, 
61% approval rate. In Michigan, from the January 2017 to June of 2022, there were 86 requests of Amber Alerts, but only 19, which is 22%, were approved by the state coordinator. In an earlier statement, Senator Stephen Bradford expressed his appreciation for the use of the notification tool by law enforcement. He highlighted the effectiveness of the alert in quickly disseminating information to the public through various channels such as highway signs, cell phone alerts, and social media. Bradford also pointed out the disproportionate rates of which Black children and young women go missing and the lack of attention they receive compared to others who go missing. This was the driving force behind his authorship of the Ebony Alert. He believes that this new law will help alleviate the pain and suffering that families go through when a loved one is missing. So this is what's in the works. There are nearly 500 missing children in Virginia. And not all are covered under the Amber Alert, as we saw with Cody Bigsby. It's been almost two years since that four-year-old disappeared. A House bill was introduced recently in his honor that helps with those who fall through the cracks. Ten of your sides, Ashley Knight is live at the memorial for Cody, which will soon be coming down. Ashley? That's right, Tom. Unfortunately, it will be. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, when Cody Bigsby went missing, there was no Amber Alert issued, and that angered a lot of people. But what some might not understand is a certain set of requirements must be met in order for an Amber Alert to even be issued. And one Hampton delegate is hoping to fix that. I remember my mother used to tell me back in her time that the entire community looked out for people's children. We kind of lost that in the digital age. Now, Cordoza wants to improve the solution for the digital age. He introduced the Cody Alert Bill that would widen the parameters of what's required to report a child missing. The Cody Alert steps in, he says, where the Amber Alert falls short. For instance, an Amber Alert commonly deals with people witnessing the abduction of a child. This one can pretty much cover Everyone, every missing child but runaways, uh, it doesn't necessarily only uh, speak of we've seen someone snatch the child. A Cody alert would also allow law enforcement to trigger the alert right away, popping up on phones in a 10-mile radius of where the child lives and where they were last seen. Plus, every 10 minutes after that, the alert would be updated to include a larger radius, making the alert, Cordoza says, much more effective. That's the whole thing. We, we're trying to save some children's lives, get them back home with their families, make sure everyone goes home every day. Now, this same bill was introduced in the Senate by Senator Danny Diggs. It passed 40 to 0, so now Cordoza hopes they can vote on it soon. If they pass it, the governor signs off. It could be law as soon as July 1st. Now, here is where you can help. California remains the only state to have officially implemented an ebony alert system. However, several other states are considering similar legislations to address the issue of missing Black children and young people. These states include Maryland, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Missouri, Virginia, and Texas. Some have active bills in progress while others are still discussing and considering the implementation of an ebony alert system. 
These are just a few examples in the landscape of states considering ebony alert legislation is constantly evolving. While no other state has implemented the system yet, the growing momentum across the country shows a strong focus on addressing the disparities in missing person cases and prioritizing the safety of Black children and young people. It is important to stay updated on developments in your own state and to voice your support for Ebony Alert legislations, knowing it will be beneficial in your community. If you enjoy our show, please rate us on Apple or Spotify. And be sure to come back and listen to us every other Thursday. Until then, this is Jasmine Castillo. We are voiceless no more. Proud member of Darkcast Network, Uncovered.com, Transdo Task Force, Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice, and partner with Search and Support San Antonio and Seasons of Justice.